share with you uh, something special, uh, but I want to show you, uh, so this is, this is, uh, this is a little out of my comfort zone, but we're going to do this. It's going to be fun. This is what we normally do right here. Hey, Dodger. Hey, buddy. How are you? Let's go. Have a seat. Have a seat. Yeah, have a seat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Charlie, what you doing? Living my best life, man. Good. Yeah. It does look good. Is that? What is that? You said it's cake. No, oh, strawberry cake. It's cake. Really good. It's good? Uh-huh. It's good cake? Super good. Yeah. Really good, actually. Really super good. Really good. Cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Hey, Charlie, do you think maybe I could have some of that cake? Oh, you... you Can I take... I don't like, know. It's, just a little bit. Just I mean, I don't want to no, upset no, no. you or anything. No, no. I don't... I don't... If you say it's good... It's really good. Like, it's if, really good. Well... If, yeah, if you yeah, say it's I, good, if you, you want it, some, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can have some. Yeah, yeah. So, I, mean, I, mean, I didn't know if you would if you like cake. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, looks I'm good. Like I mean, looks I good. So, I mean, if you, you like cake, good? then I, I mean, if you if you like cake, you're gonna like this cake. It's gonna be it's good. I don't know. It's don't, really really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me give you let me give you a little slice. Yeah, that's good. Here's four. We're gonna enjoy it together. Taste this. Go for it. Yeah. Charlie, that's good, isn't it? That, that is some cake. <laughs> Charlie, that is good. Yeah, man, you're a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't normally like cake, but that. It's good cake. That it? is some good cake. It is some good cake. Man. Mm. Yeah, that's all good. I'm good. Yeah. Dude, this that's is the best cake. day of my life. That's good cake. This is great cake, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Can, can I, can I take this cake with me? Yeah, I mean, I guess can you, I take could, some? you can take it. You can take it with you. Just, just know that not everybody likes cake. But so, some good cake. Yeah, it's, it is. I mean, it's really good. Right, but not, every, not everybody's gonna like cake. So you gotta maybe tone it down a little bit. So it just. Hey, good. So I can take this with me. You can. You can. I can it's take fine. this with it's me. Fine. I'll be right here eating my cake. I can take this with me. Uh huh. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna sure. take this Thank with you. me. Thank you. Thank you, Doc. Charlie, this is great. I'm telling you. It's hey, you, Charlie. Yeah. Charlie, this is good. <laughs> this is good. I chose the right person to do this with. Yeah, here we go. Student ministry is fun. I'm telling you. Good. All right, so that's what we normally do. Let me share with you what the Bible says we should do. Who wants some cake? Who wants cake? You want cake? Who wants cake? You want cake. There you go. You want cake. Here's some cake. You want cake? There it is. You want some cake? Who wants some cake? You want some cake right there. You want some cake. There you go. Here you go. Here's some cake. Who wants some cake? Anybody want some cake? Oh, we got cake back in the back. We got, I don't know if you make it back there. Here, here, here's cake. You want some cake? All right. We got cake. Who wants some cake? You, you, ah, there it is. You want some cake. Here you go. Cool. All right. 
How is it? Give me some feedback. Who did I get the cake to? Is it good? Like, how good is it? Mmm. Okay. Well, how is it? Is it good? <laughs> it's pretty good cake. All right. How is it? Is it great? It's a really good cake, isn't it? How is it? Take a bite of that cake. Tell me if it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Who wants the recipe for the cake? Who wants the recipe for the cake? You want the recipe for the cake? Cool. All right. Do me, do me a favor. Go ahead and go give everybody. I got a recipe for the cake. Here, go give everybody a recipe. We got a recipe for the cake. I want everybody to know how to make this cake. It's my wife's best strawberry cake. It's a party in your mouth. I'm telling you. It really is good. You've had it before. You've had it at my house. It's my favorite cake. It is really genuinely the best cake. And this isn't a trick. That's for real the recipe. Like, you can go and make it uh, at home. I made a card for everybody. Hey, Becca, is it good? Is it really good? It's really good cake. Is it? She's like finished. She's devouring daughter's cake. I love it. Awesome. It really is the best cake. It's really good. That right there is what we should do with the gospel. We've been talking about this idea of the simple gospel. The first week we talked about how the gospel is good. The gospel is good. We're going to hold up this thing called the gospel. That Jesus came as a perfect man. And He came for us to save us from our sins. That even when we were broken and we were headed for an eternity without God... That, that Jesus came, lived perfectly, and died in our place on a cross so that we might have eternal life. That's the gospel. We want to share that message with everyone. Why? Because hell is real. We talked about it last week. A lot of people were here for that. It was really deep and really dark. And we talked about this eternal punishment, eternal conscious punishment called hell that is really going to happen if someone does not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and has been saved from their sins for eternal life, hell is very real for those people. But we need to talk about what we're supposed to do with that gospel. Now, most of us, what we have in the gospel, we have it. We've got it. We've got the goodness of the gospel. We sit in our homes and we enjoy the gospel. And sometimes... Every once in a while, when people, we think, people are going to see our lives. They're going to say, hmm, there's something a little different. They come over our house, maybe enjoy our fellowship a little bit. And just maybe, we're just hoping that they would ask us, so what's different about you? What, you know, so you go to church, like you do this God thing. Can, I, can we talk about that a little bit? And we get really kind of, we crawl that up a little bit. We're like, oh, God, I don't want to offend you. And then, then when they get to the gospel, they're wondering, why did you keep this from me? This is the best thing that you could have possibly told me, and you've been hiding it to yourself, just holding it in. But it's different. The gospel is meant to be proclaimed. It's meant to be told. Two days ago, I had a conversation with one of my best friends in the whole world. His name is Ben Maxson. A lot of you don't know him. He was part of this church, an elder of this church. He left four years ago. And he's up in Pittsburgh working. His family, they're doing great. They have four kids. Everything is going really good. We got to catch up. And we were kind of like talking about certain people that we might know and have in common with each other. And he started naming names of people inside of this church. And, I, and he said, how's so-and-so doing? And I'm like, oh, I, I think they're doing good. But they left two years ago. They moved to 
wherever. Well, how's so-and-so? Oh, they, they left too. They're, they, they moved on. The, the Navy moved them. Well, how's so-and-so? And, and it was just the refrain went on and on and on. And he was like, man, I, if I came back, I wouldn't know anybody at Cane Bay. I was like, right, I, I know. Because people move all the time. The average job, the average job of any American is four years long. Four years. If you're a millennial, it's 3.2. That's how long you're going to keep a job. And then you're going to move. So here's the deal, guys. You don't have years to share your faith with your neighbors or your coworkers. You don't have it. You might not even have months. You might only have weeks or days in which to share the gospel and tell and proclaim the gospel to someone who's around you because very possibly they might be moving on. And the time is now. So let's look at some scripture real quick. I've got to move the cake. No, I don't. I can leave the cake right there. I made that cake myself. My wife's out of town. So it's there for the having afterwards, okay? All right, so First Peter. We're going to get through this real quick, all right? I've got 10 minutes, and that's it, okay? Or the worship minister is going to come and pinch me, okay? All right, First Peter. First Peter, if you've got a Bible or a phone, turn your phone on. Uh, get to the Holy Bible app or the YouVersion app. First Peter uh, chapter 2. Okay, First Peter chapter 2. If you're new to the Bible, all the way in the back. Get to Revelation, turn left a little bit, and you'll get to First Peter, okay? First uh, Peter chapter 2. All right, we're going to read about this. It says this, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have mercy. Now I want to walk through this verse real quick. I've got three points, as every preacher always does if you're taking notes. Okay, i got three points. Here we go, all right? Number one, we are God's chosen people. We are God's chosen people. Collectively, as believers, both here and then all the way around the world, we make up God's chosen people. Don't let, don't let the word, he says, you are a chosen race. Don't let the word race get in the way. What he's talking about is every color, every person, every language, every tongue, everybody who has become a believer in Jesus Christ. We are a family and a fellowship, and God has chosen us for his purposes. And what are those purposes? Number one, we are a royal priesthood. What does that mean, a royal priesthood? It means that we are mediators, ambassadors, that we are advocates for this message. We are the go-between. We need to introduce people that don't know Jesus, and we need to introduce them to Jesus. Essentially, we are all people who are matchmakers, and we're trying to set people up on a date with Jesus. We can't marry them off to Jesus, but we want to make sure that they at least go on the date. Okay? That's the point. So we are a priesthood or a mediator to get people to Jesus. And we are also holy. We walk with God and we are forgiven people. We are a holy people who desire God's best. Okay? And so what this means is we are God's plan. This gospel that we want to hold up, 
we are God's plan to announce the good news, okay? We did not create the good news. We had nothing to do with the good news being created. God did every part of the good news, of the gospel. We can't save anybody, but we are our job is to be messengers to proclaim the good news, okay? So that's point number two. We proclaim the gospel. We don't just share it. Let me get that right. We proclaim the gospel. We don't just share it. In fact, you'll, you've heard me say, make sure you share the gospel. You probably, you probably by the end of this message, I, I, it's part of my vocabulary so much that I say it on a regular basis. I'll say it by the end of the message and you guys will hear me and laugh at me, okay? But we're, we are to proclaim the gospel, not just share it. We have this terrible understanding that we, quote, share the gospel. The Bible only calls us to share the gospel one time, and that's in the context of other believers. Where we come together as a church and we share in the gospel together. The idea of sharing is that you have one party who has something, and you have another party who wants that same thing, and it's up to the generosity of this person to share it with this person who wants to receive it. But that's not how the Bible works. That's not what the Bible says. It says that we need to proclaim the gospel. Because the vast majority of people in the world who don't have the gospel don't want to have anything to do with the gospel. They're not interested in you sharing it. They might even be hostile to it. But that shouldn't stop us from proclaiming this gospel message to the rest of the world. Let me just share with you the scripture passages, right? It says, proclaim the gospel right here in 1 Peter 2. In 1 Corinthians 5.20, it says to implore people to believe. In 2 Timothy 4.5, it says, do the work of an evangelist. Jesus says in Mark 16, preach the gospel. Romans 1 says, do not be ashamed of the gospel. Jesus says in Matthew 10, proclaim the message. And then Paul says again in 2 Timothy 4.2, preach the word. You might say, I'm not a preacher. You are a proclaimer of the message. You have the gospel within you, and it is our job to get it out to the people. We can't wait for the perfect time. We can't go, you don't go fishing on a boat hoping and just waiting for the fish to jump in your boat. Does that make sense to anybody? That's a waste of time. We don't wait for a fish to jump into our boat. We go fishing. We go after the fish. Right? And so we can't wait for that perfect time. You don't have the time to do it. The time is right now. And the difference is eternal salvation or eternal punishment. That's the difference. Right? And you might say, Charlie, I, people are going to think I'm a nut. They're going to think I'm a religious nut. They're going to think I'm a fanatic. They're going to have, they, I'm, I'm going to um, have, pro, my reputation's going to get a little weird. And, uh, it's, it's hard for me to keep, a, I have a good reputation to keep. And people are going to think that I'm some kind of religious nut if I keep on talking about the gospel. Now, I'm not asking you to be irritating. I, I, there's some irritating Christians in the world. I've met many of them, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. Verse 12 in First Peter, let's look back. It says, keep your conduct among the Gentiles. And when Paul says the Gentiles, he means unbelievers, okay? Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. So that when you speak against, uh, against when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds. And glorify God on the day of visitation. I'm, not ta I'm talking about being honorable. 
I'm not talking about irritating. I'm talking about being a good witness, sharing the gospel honorably, but it does not mean that we're silent, okay? So third thing, we need to accept our expectations. We need to accept our expectations. People will reject the gospel. They will reject the gospel. There's people in here who are gluten-free or dairy-free or vegetarian or whatever, and if I was to hand them a piece of cake, they'd be like, no, I can't have it. You're crazy, but there's st- you're, still, you're still there. Like There's still people who will reject something that is what I think to be good, right? All right, so people will reject the gospel. That's going to happen. We serve a Savior. His name is Jesus who lived perfectly, who went around and healed people, who raised people from the dead, always spoke the truth, gave generously of himself all of the time, and they killed him. Do you think that everyone is going to love you? I don't even like you that much. But, just kidding. kidding. We serve a Savior who is mostly rejected. We serve a Savior who is mostly rejected. We need to expect to be rejected and be okay with it. The book of Acts, if you read the book of Acts, which is the entire story of the church, it reads like, my favorite book as a kid was Alexander's Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Anybody ever heard of that book? Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. Okay. The book of Acts reads like Alexander's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. I mean, if you think of like Paul, this is him. He gets stoned a couple of times. He's beaten. He's whipped, shipwrecked twice, imprisoned, and then all and then him and all of the other apostles are martyred in horrible ways for the proclamation of the gospel. Right? Sin has not changed in two thousand years. People are still going to reject the gospel. People are still going to reject Jesus. And so we need to go into it thinking people are probably not going to accept this truth that I'm telling them, but there will be some. There will be some, and the Bible tells us that they will accept him. And there will be some that are simply waiting to hear the good news that God is drawing them, that they've always wondered their entire life, what is missing. They're wondered, they're wondering how is this sin that's weighing on me and I need some kind of absolution for this. I need an advocate. I need somebody to tell me the truth. And they're simply waiting for someone to come along and tell them the truth. They just haven't heard it yet. Know this. We call the gospel good news. Somebody has once said the good news is only good if it gets there on time. God has put you exactly where he wants you to be. To proclaim the good news and you cannot wait. Now is the time. You cannot sit in your house waiting for people to come and ask you about it. You can't sit in your cubicle or your desk or wherever you work and wait for people to kind of see that you're a Christian or wonder if you go to church and wait for them. You have to begin to proclaim the gospel message, to speak about it proactively. And you're like, Charlie, I don't know how to do that. How do you learn anything? 
You read a book, you listen to a podcast, you come and talk to somebody who does it well. Come and ask one of the pastors, how do I, how do I begin a conversation? What do you do? How do you, how do you begin a conversation with a coworker? How do you begin a conversation with a family member that you've known for a while? How do you do that? I want to know and proclaim the gospel. How do you do that? Come and ask. We never get asked that. I want to be asked and I want to help you. And so does the rest of our staff, our missional communities, leaders. They know how to do this and we want to help you do that. We literally have an entire MC that is dedicated to teaching you how to, t- how to preach the gospel, right? Where's Nick? Yes. If you're like, yeah, I want to do that. I just don't know how. Go and talk to them. They'll teach you exactly how to do it. Ignorance is not an excuse here, folks. The time is now. And so one of the ways that we do missional, one of the reasons why we do missional communities is to provide multiple opportunities for people to hear the gospel. But it's also this, to give you a place of practice. When you go and you're with your missional community, it is practice for the Great Commission. And we want you guys to practice what God has gifted us to do. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the gospel. It's so much better than cake. Um, And it's so good and so precious and so wonderful. And so, God, I ask that we would be a church that would not shrink back into our holes that we call home, into our barricades and our doors and our windows, and where we we only practice our faith in secret because we we think that people are going to be mad at us or they're going to reject us or they're going to reject our uh, our entire like our entire reputation or they're going to think that we're a nut god we are weird people because we believe something that the rest of the world doesn't and we believe in a saving message and so god i pray that you'd help us to be continue to be a little bit weird that we would go against the flow of this culture, which is heading in the deep dive towards sin and eternal punishment. And so, God, I pray that you would gift us with boldness and courage. God, I pray for the person who's, who, who is on everybody's mind that we might be able to that we might be able to proclaim the gospel to them. Jesus, thank you for a message. <laughs> thank you for good news. We talked about bad news last night or last week, and I'm so grateful that there's good news and that, that we live in the depths of that good news. Father, help us to have courage.